Welcome to Mommyhood to Menopause, the podcast, where we talk all things parenting, life, and life changes. We're your hosts, Loren and Barb, and this podcast is for any woman of any age who loves to laugh at themselves and at life. And we want to hear your crazy stories too. So join the conversation by following us on Instagram at mommyhood, the number two, menopause, or on our personal pages at all of the F words and Southern Blonde Chic. It's real conversation between friends. So let's dive in. Well, amidst the craziness, we are here. Yes, we are. And and we're full of Botox and filler. Well, right. <laughs> well, one of us is full of Botox and filler. The other one is just Botox. Oh, wow. It was an interesting little couple days, was it not? Yeah, for sure was. Loren's needle phobia is real. Can I just so say that? Real. Like, you know how people think that like, oh, you're just saying that kind of thing. They're, you're not. Yeah. I, I kind of felt like, you know, Loren is, I mean, she's a tough girl. She's not like, you know, I mean, she doesn't wear bows in her hair. And so <laughs> I wouldn't think that you would be afraid of needles the way you are, but she's, we're, we're at Dr. Capizzi's office and we're going in for Botox and I'm like ready because needling it so badly. And she's like, okay, I'm, I'm excited. I'm nervous though. Hold my hand. And I'm like, Ew, like her hand was literally clammy and wet. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're really scared. Yeah, at some point I was like, Barb, feel my hand. She's like, mm, hard pass, but thank <laughs> you. Bad. But I did, like, I just, there is something, if you have a true phobia, drop it in our live chat. We are on Instagram live right now if you're listening to the actual podcast. But if you have a real phobia, just drop it in the, in the live chat because I want to know that I'm not alone, right? People think that you say like, oh, I'm just afraid of something. Like, I'm just afraid of spiders, right? Like, I'm not going to... So what are your top three? They just take your breath away scared. I would say my only true phobia is needles because that's my point. There's a difference between just being afraid of something and actually having a true phobia over it where it has an uncontrollable effect on your body. So for me, I don't like spiders, but if there's a spider in here, I would be able to work in here knowing that it's on my ceiling Oh yeah, and I can't get to it and it, it, it can't get to me right now. But if you were to bring in a syringe and sit it on my desk in front of me, there's a good chance that I would pass out. And she is not kidding. <laughs> like she means this. Like I, I thought you meant, hey, I'm a little nervous. I'm scared of needles. It, it, it was completely. You know what? You're. I will equate it to my fear of frogs. Okay. Terrified. I mean, they make me cry. Like I will. I'm not not just saying. Like I literally will cry because it's so scary to me. Uh, they terrify me. Yeah. Somebody in the live chat said I have a fear of blood pressure machines. And getting my blood pressure taken. Oops. So, it, and you know, that is typically referred to as white coat syndrome. I was going to say it's white coat syndrome. Yeah, yeah like exactly. if you're in a doctor's office and they take your blood pressure, you might have like crazy high blood pressure because just being at the doctor makes you nervous. I do that. I personally do that. I'm not afraid of the doctor and I'm not, you know, overwhelmed. I mean, I've been to the doctor so often in the last couple of years, but my blood pressure will shoot up for sure. Like yeah. it goes way up. And, you know, a lot of people have that problem. How do they diagnose you properly? That's what I want to know. Like, you know, how can they diagnose you? So this just happened to my son. We just had my son at his four-year doctor's appointment. By the way, if you hear my other son in the background, we are recording this live, and I am mommy daycare today. Our life, real life. And that, you know what? I kind of love it. 
I do too. I mean, our podcast is called Mommyhood to Menopause. So of course there's going to be children around at some point, but, and we will get into this part later on yeah. in the Q&A because a lot of people are asking like, hey, where is your au pair Elena? Which again, I will be happy to answer that in a little bit. So your one-year-old is here. I'm having a hot flash right now. <laughs> we are living true to our name for sure today. True life. Yeah, exactly. Um, but getting back to that white coat syndrome and how they properly do diagnose you. Yeah. My four-year-old is like crazy afraid of the dentist and the doctor. And when I had him at his four-year-old doctor's appointment, he was like a caged animal immediately. So when she's yeah. taking his blood pressure, she's like, wow, his blood pressure is crazy high. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm sure it's just because he's freaking out. Obviously. Right. Yeah. But after we were there for a while and I showed Cashin that like, Hey, we're going to play a fun game. You're going to tell me what letters are on the wall for his vision test. Mm -hmm. And we did that kind of fun thing. And he realized that he wasn't going to die. And then we took to, you know, see how tall he was or how much he weighed. Then we were like making games out of everything. And by the time we got back to the room, he was like, I'm at the doctor. I'm better. Yeah. Like he's making, okay. Right. He, now he's okay. So yeah. the next time they go, then at the end of the appointment before they give the shots, they checked his blood pressure again. Well, anyway, I, you know, I have that a little bit. I do have a little bit of that whole, ooh, you know, anxiety, but I don't think I really fear anything like I fear frogs. I mean, really? Oh, I'm terrified of frogs. They are so, I mean, Megan Landon, my kids, when they were younger, they got one, um, put one in a jar and brought it inside like oh, as a joke. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. And I literally ran to my room. I was just bawling. I was crying so hard. I was I was hysterical. I don't like them at all. They yeah. scare me to death. New home sales, Charlotte, North Carolina is in our Instagram live right now. And she said that she has a needle phobia too. She had both kids naturally. And her last baby, she felt like she broke her tailbone, but she's so needle phobic that she didn't have anything during childbirth. You didn't have an epidural? Wow. See, I did break my tailbone when I had Meg. I've cracked it all the way up. Ugh. That is a painful thing. You have a, I have a high pain tolerance, Yeah, but it's the needle thing that bothers me. Like I did get an epidural, but I didn't get it until I was at seven centimeters with both of my kids. I was at three. I'm like, I'm like, shoot it. <laughs> shoot me up now. I mean, I don't, yeah. Needles don't bother me yeah. at all. Pain. And I have, a, I do have a high pain tolerance, but you know, what's weird is, and I think it's an age thing. I hate to admit that, but. As I've aged, and maybe it's going through like the trauma of cancer too, I get really like when I when I fractured my hand, I cried, and it wasn't because it hurt so bad. It was just like I'm I'm hurt. It was just weird. It was like oh. I was just yeah, like I just had this whole crying fit. It More was, in your head. Well, I <laughs> I mean I get it. I mean it hurt. I was just upset. I think any any time something happens that's traumatic to me. Now I get upset. I get really upset. Like I cry. Yeah. I'm a crier. Are you, you're not a crier. Not publicly. Oh, I, I used to never be a crier. I am a, an, oh, I cry now. Like, yes, on a dime. Let me tell you how psychotic I am, but you already know. This I already part. know. <laughs> you are well aware of how crazy I am. But I remember even to this day, like, I don't think that I would sit down and watch a movie and cry in front of Dallas. But I remember watching Stepmom and my dad passed away of cancer. So watching this movie was very emotional for yeah. me. Yeah. 
and I had a box of tissues and Dallas like kept walking through the room and he's like, are you okay? Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. And I would pause the movie every time he'd come in because I'm like, I'm just couldn't swallow hard enough to keep it down. Really? No. But you don't want to cry in front of him. No. Why? I don't know. I just, you don't want to cry in front of your hub. I know. I'm so prideful. I don't want to cry in front of anyone. I used to be you. I think that's why I love you so much because I used to be you. I I used to be that way too. And now I, yeah, I'm a crier. Like I, I cry on um, America's Got Talent. <laughs> I mean, you know, some of their stories, they grew up with nothing and now's their shot and whatever, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that's just, it's so sad. And yeah. I'm just sobbing. So yeah. Yeah. I'm full of emotion. Well, we did open our... Instagram pages yesterday to questions and ask us anything. I was stuck in the doctor's. I was back at the doctor's yesterday with Jackson, my youngest, who's here. He is switching over from formula to milk and he's having some stomach issues. So he's okay during the day, but at night he is having a stomach ache at like four o'clock in the morning. Is it lactose intolerant? She so think? That's what we think it might be, but she says that the formula that he's on has lactose in it. So it's, sh- it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be the transfer. Should be yeah. Yeah, but we did switch him over to a lactose-free milk last night. It didn't help though, so Aww. he was still up at you know four a.m. But also, the one-year-old sleep regression is a real thing too. What so, do you mean? Is it really? Yeah, think? yeah. Sleep regressions. It's a real thing. My kids were out like the minute they started sleeping. They never. They didn't. I mean, but let me just say, Landon would get up at like five o'clock in the morning every day for a good long time. So, I mean, I almost, I don't know. It's about the same thing, I guess. It's just that, that adjustment. But as they age, I mean, he'll, he'll even out and you'll be, you'll be rested again one day, my friend. <laughs> in 18 years, you'll have great sleep when your kids go no, into college. No, you won't. You won't. When they're in college, you're waiting for that text. I mean, you totally are like up just waiting for the text. Yeah. While I was in the doctor's office yesterday, we did open our Instagrams to questions. And Barb, you also put up a question box the other day so what are some of the questions that you got because you said you saw something a couple different times oh several like maybe one of them was about 10 times uh okay a lot of people were asking about because we both have had on our social media that we've been to dr capizzi and we've gotten our botox i talked a lot about lip injections yesterday and you know a lot of people want to know i say on my stories hey it doesn't hurt it's not bad but then they dm me and they say really though like Mm -hmm. tell me tell me really though you know how bad is it so tell me like from somebody with such a needle phobia i want to hear what you have to say about your botox because i was pretty impressed with the, the way you flip that like you yeah so for me it's just all the anxiety like leading up to it I do have a high pain tolerance and I don't think the Botox hurts at all right by the way and she was great she was great I had no bruising she was literally done in like what would you say three minutes yeah like from it, start to it took her longer to actually you know mark the spots with her little pen yeah than it did for her to actually do the injection so for me I'm literally juggling a baby bless right your now. Heart. Girl, you juggle away. <laughs> he's tired, but he's, he wants to. Yeah, that, I'll say, yeah, yeah blank strike. No, for two seconds. Dude, I feel it. I uh, feel your pain. So for me, I didn't think, like I said, Botox was not painful in any way, shape, or form. It was just the leading up to it. Right, and there was no numbing. They didn't numb us before because nope. a lot of people were saying, do they numb you before Botox? So you don't really no. need it. It's nothing. I think maybe if you get it in like, I don't know, different places, but the only place that I got it was on my forehead and then, you know, up here. 
sometimes they do ice you afterwards just to make sure you don't bruise. Yeah. But Oh, I mean, she was so quick and so gentle that literally yeah. I didn't have anything. I told Loren, I think she, uh, uh, one of her, I guess, one of the benefits of going to her is that she doesn't do the whole drag the needle. She, she more like just inserts Sticks. it straight in yeah. and it's like a, you know, yeah, you get a pinch, but it's not, bless your heart. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You're seeing the real no. thing right you now. You know what? That's okay though. Cause I mean, I think that's, that's where we all are in life. I think people want to see the real thing. Oh, I know you want to press exactly buttons on the board, but we can't do that right now. So please, I know. please let me. I you mean, can play with all of the mommy work papers that you want. You can't press buttons <laughs> on the board. Here. Oh buddy, it's okay. So yeah, so I think a lot of people want to know if it's painful, and it's not. A lot of people were asking me, you know, you does had it filler too, though, so oh, I'm sure that's different. I had a than, lot of than just Botox. filler is a lot more painful. I had, and I mean, when I say painful, so they do a topical numbing cream, and then after that sets for like 20 minutes, she comes back in and begins to, you know, put in the filler. Well, she actually started in the lip, and the filler has numbing cream in it. Oh, that's so interesting. as you're, you know, going along, the first couple in Injections are pinchy, but then after, you know, as you're going along, you're getting more numb and more numb. Did she say you, she did give you a topical before? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot of, I mean, a lot. Like I have, I have like just a big white streak here and a big white streak here and then your lips are just covered with topical. But you know, it, after the first maybe two injections, it's not, it's not painful at all anymore. And I have to say, now I bruised really badly this time. I don't know why. I'm not sure. I, she, I took ibuprofen the day before and she said that might have something to do with it because well, I bled a lot. But yeah, it's a blood thinner. Yeah, yeah. So I bruised my lips were and still are really, really bruised. But you know, overall it, it was not a big deal. I mean, it's very doable, easy peasy. Oh, now he's calm. Easy peasy, easy peasy. Easy, easy peasy, capizy. Yeah. Y'all can use that. If you You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> but yeah, so that, um, I was asked a lot about that. I also was asked over and over again, I feel so bad for you. That's okay. You're sure? Yeah. This is multitasking <laughs> at its finest, let me just tell you. Podcast, live Instagram, putting the baby down. And doing squats. I think you're very <laughs> impressive. Um, the other thing, too, I will say is a lot of people were asking me, what do you think over, because I've had a lot of stuff done, and they're like, what's the biggest bang for your buck? Like, you know, for the amount for of injectables? money. For injectables? Well, for anything. Like, okay. you know, is it to go get facials? Is it, I've had that profound treatment. Is mm-hmm. it, you know, is it laser peel? Is it, you know, microneedling? Like, what's the biggest bang for your buck? To me, 100%, the minimum, you know, the the Minimal amount of money you can spend on Botox. I mean, it's not that expensive. Yeah, no, I don't think Botox and is And I think you expensive. get such, and I mean, like now, my CY11s are barely there, and yours are non-existent. Like yeah, mine have really, really, I mean, if you saw the before and after, like, go on my Instagram under my IG story, I mean, my IGTV, and you can see Barb and I in the very beginning, like, we make the face you know, so yep. that you can see the lines. And mine were very, very pronounced. Yeah, mine were, were really, and I have deep set 11s anyway. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I think Botox, when you when you have a minimal amount of money you want to spend, you want to input on that, I think go get the Botox. If, yeah. you, if you have anything through here and up through here, definitely. I like the crow's feet. Somebody asked me about that because I said that one day. I actually like the look of crow's feet. Oh, really? I mean, yeah, not like if, not, if they're too 
not too pronounced and not really deep, but I think they're, yeah, like I've, I feel like, you know, you're 55 and you've lived some life <laughs> and it's like, that means you've laughed, you've cried, you've had emotion. It's been, you know, it's real. So I don't mind that at all. Um, but I don't like that. I don't like those deep 11s. Yeah, they make me, me crazy. They make me so tired. I do have a friend who like swears by the crow's feet Botox. So, I mean, I haven't gone there yet, but who knows? You never know. Never say Well, never. you don't really have crow's feet. <sighs> No one likes you. I guess. No, you really, I mean, you don't. You're, you're in your thirties. You don't, <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't think you have them. So, um, but I, I will say, you know, I think it's really smart to go and get the Botox in the 11s at a young age, because mm-hmm. that way you don't have to fight that deep, deep, you know, crevice in your face and she doesn't have to put as much in. I mean, preventative is so much better than maintenance. Yeah. So, so tell me something somebody's asked you. Okay. So everybody's asking me, will I get another au pair after Elena leaves? And the answer to that is the million dollar question because (laughs) I don't know. What do you mean? I'm trying like hell and I can't. So I'll just give you like a little background. And this is not me like saying one way or the other about the government or anything like that. But this is just the situation. These are the facts, right? right? Right now with the pandemic a lot of people lost their jobs. So unemployment is really high in the United States. Right. So the Trump administration put into a travel ban, which I completely understand. Right. um, Because what they think is if you have a job available, it should go to a citizen or somebody in the United States. Yeah. Over somebody outside. (laughs) Totally get that. But the problem is, what can I find for this child? (laughs) In my non-kid-friendly office. Let me see. Here, why don't you play right here for a second? Yeah. Doesn't that sound like a good idea? Thanks, man. Um, so this travel ban never went away after Biden took over. And they have like these points where they're like, okay, well, we're going to check it at this point and we're going to check it in this 30 days because if unemployment goes up, then they can release the travel ban. Yeah, and yeah, whatnot. yeah. So the J-1 visa is what all pairs are supposed to get. There are only three countries open right now to the J-1 visa. And that is Mexico. (laughs) Jesus. That is Mexico, Argentina, and Colombia. So I put on my Instagram yesterday (laughs) that I couldn't get an au pair. And I had people like reaching out to me and they were like, no, that's not true. And I'm like, yes, it is true. Trust me. Like when it comes to au pairs, like what's going on in the world right now and me getting a new one, I'm a Wait. gym expert. <laughs> <laughs> I know everything that there is to know about anything related to it. So yes, are there countries open? Absolutely. But there's only three. And out of those countries, there's probably like 20 all pairs that can come in and hundreds of families fighting over them. And the the girls that are in the country, all pairs that have already come here, can go into rematch. That's like, hey, I didn't. it didn't work out with my family. I'm looking for another family. Out of all of those people, there are 80 girls in the United <laughs> States that all these families are fighting over too. So you have three countries that are allowed in and then 80 girls in the United States. That's not a lot of people for as many people in the program who need au pairs. So, you know, I was talking to this one au pair in my DMs and she was like, well, you know, that's not true. And I was like, no, it is true. 
And here's why. I was like, it might have been easy for you to get here because right. you came through those countries or you had an exemption. But even the exemptions are really hard. So our family qualifies for an exemption and we've been denied three times. So I'm like... And so you need an au pair like yesterday. Yes. So for au pairs coming through Mexico, Argentina, Colombia, yes, it is easy for you. And you got really lucky to find a family because there's a plethora of families available. But on the other side, like the flip side, it is so hard right now. And yes, would I like to hire somebody locally? Absolutely. But I also need somebody to live with my family because I leave at 4 a.m. Right. And between our first nanny and getting into the au pair program, I went through four people in a month. Okay, so because I leave at 4 a.m. And that's not good for your kids. It's not good I for mean, me. Right. It's not good for my kids. It's not good for anything. <laughs> She's like, my kids, me, what about me? I would have people start and go, hey, like this, the hours just aren't for me. I'm really sorry. I love your kids, love your family. I just can't do the hours. Yeah. So what time are your kids up though? Seven. So if you lived in our house, you wouldn't have to do anything for the first three hours that you're on the clock. You literally right, right. sleep. But people didn't want to get up, get out of their house, get, you know, get to my house and then sit here for three hours while my kids sleep. So I actually had a girl who I gave the job to. She called me. She was supposed to start on Monday. She called me at 930 on Sunday night and was like, <gasps> hey, by the way, I'm not coming in tomorrow. And I was are like, you kidding me? Oh, are you sick? She's like, no, I'm I'm taking another job. The hours aren't. For I me. won't be coming in at all. Well, not tomorrow, but at all. Girl, I could have reached through the phone. I was so upset. So the, that's the night before. The night before. I'm like, thanks for giving me six hours notice when I'm supposed to work tomorrow. So the au pair program just works better for us in general. Well, so what's your plan? You got a plan? <laughs> what's the of. plan, Lauren? So I have two options here. I, I have to do what's best for my family at this point. So I have two girls that are like viable options. I have the one girl who I originally decided on who is in Brazil who can't get her visa to get here. And one girl who is in country who is in rematch who I'm speaking to. And oh, hold on. <laughs> Jackson just walked into our bathroom and started our, our um, bathtub. So that's fun. Um, anyway, so... I have these two girls and, you know, y you do that thing where you're like, is a bird in the hand better than one in the bush? So we get down to this point where my husband and I are like, okay, bird in the hand, one in the bush. Which one do we go with? Because if we don't make this decision properly, we are going to lose both of them. So girl from Brazil, she's been denied three times. For some reason, cultural care thinks she can get in this time. Oh, really? But I think it's blind hope, honestly. Like, that to me... Are they good about being real with you, or do they just sort of put it out there because you want they want you to use them and... I think every, like every single au pair agency is having an issue right now. Right. So it's not just our agency, but I do think they have blind hope sometimes. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I just don't understand what they think is going to be different this time. So they're asking me to wait on making the decision on the girl in the country to see if the other girl can get in. And I'm like, I don't know that I can make that Why decision again. Why would you again. do that? I've already waited three or four months. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. So as much as I do love this girl that we're talking to in Brazil, I have to do what's best for my family. And I don't know if like how much longer I can hold out. So we're recording this on a Wednesday. I told her 
we have until Friday to actually have a concrete appointment because you have to turn in paperwork and then they ask you questions and then you get the appointment. Yeah. We've never made it to the appointment yet. We've always gotten denied before that. So I told her, if you can get an appointment by Friday, I will try to wait until Monday or Tuesday to make my in-country decision. But I don't even know if I'm going to be able to do that. Like, I feel like it's just a safer option for me to make sure that the girl in-country is a better, is a good fit. Right. Yes, I agree. And that I have childcare covered because it's nothing personal, but I don't want to lose my job either. Okay. So let me ask you this. So what's the best case scenario? Like as far as timeline, like oh, how timeline would you be able to get somebody in? Like what's the best case scenario? July 11th. It's not too bad. Best case scenario, girl in country. Right. Right. But you know, when you take somebody on who it goes into a rematch, you have to also take into consideration, like, why is this person in a rematch? Were they really truly mismatched with this family? Right, or is right. there something underlying here? Because this person lives with you. They're going to take care of Can your you children. Can you reach out to the, to, do they allow you to talk with the family? So they give you like a debrief paperwork. But they don't let you call the family. So I've, I've spoken to the au pair and I'm going to speak to her again today and try to make a decision for my family in the next 72 hours. But, you know, everything that you hear from somebody, it's always one-sided. You know yeah, what I mean? Course, so like, always. I had such a, a, a good feeling after talking to her. But I just, I after reading the debrief paperwork, I'm like, I feel like there's got to be, like, I'm not saying that it's bad, right? Some people just live together. I've had terrible roommates in the past where I'm like, right, we just yeah. didn't get along. And if that's the situation, cool. Yeah, it doesn't I'm mean down. you're a bad person. It just means we don't gel. Right. But yeah. And you might get along great in my, my house because yeah. you have a bigger personality, you know, work more of a family environment, like yeah. all these other things. So there's just a lot of like, you have to kind of trust yourself in the process. Well, and you know what else I feel like? I mean, just watching, I know he's over there, her little... <laughs> Her little one-year-old, so cute. He's in his little, what is that, a walker? What do you call that? Uh, it's like a I don't even remember center. what those are. <laughs> That's how long it's been. <laughs> but, and he's over there, and he's, like, covering his little head with his blankie. He's so cute. I mean, he's entertaining himself. But, you know, my thing is you don't want to make a decision out of fear and anxiety and exhaustion and frustration that's a big decision to have to make right but that's such kind a, of such an emotional time but that's kind of where we are that's what I'm saying like that that's it scares me that you're going to make a decision about somebody coming in your home and living with you at such a and, and it's it's a de- I mean it's, I hate to say this it's like desperate times mm-hmm. do you know what I mean like yeah. these are desperate times I'm literally juggling children and trying to juggle my job and juggle a marriage and juggle my home. And right. it's a lot. And, but you know, at the end of the day, I feel really bad moving on because I do really like this girl in Brazil and she was my first choice. But, you know, when I speak to this young lady today, who's in country, I'd like to talk to her and be like, Hey, if you're, you know, let's, let's talk some things out. And at the end of this conversation, if you're comfortable with it, then, you know, let's sign if you like us and we'll do three months and then we'll reevaluate and see how we go from there. And if you're not happy with us or we're not happy with you, we'll both just go into rematch. Right. Yeah. Because I think after a couple of weeks, you will know For if sure. something's working out. Or oh not. yeah. You're going to know. I think you'll know really quickly. I mean, I would think, you know, what, are there any things that you see about her that you think, okay, this might be a problem. Like you don't have any red flags at all. 
I mean, just the fact that she's in rematch and didn't get along with the family and they had, you know, some issues. But it could have been the family. That's what I said, too. And, you know, to be fair, she's also taking care of a three month old, which, you know, after you have a baby, your hormones are kind of all over the place. So maybe mom is a little bit more sensitive in, you know, these first three months or anything like that. Or maybe it's the age of the baby. Like, what is her history? Do you know what I mean? Like, is she... Well, she is infant certified, so she does have experience with little ones too, which makes me feel good, you know, obviously about, you know, Jackson being Yeah, but three months old and one-year-old, those are very different animals, right? I mean, that's what I was explaining to her on the phone. Yeah. And she also takes care of a three-year-old, which is closer to Cashton's age. Yeah, that's good. But, you know, you just, you just never know, like, is she better suited for older kids or not? You know, she seems like she wants to take care of younger kids. So, we so are you see. FaceTiming her? Like, how, you're just, oh, okay, so yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's a big decision to have to make over a phone call. I know. And here we sit on our podcast. <laughs> I don't know how you're doing this. I would be in the corner rocking somewhere. Maybe we should to- have done this. Like, maybe we should have brought her in. And like that would have been yeah. done a live you interview. Can question her, yeah. <laughs> please, please send in questions for the uh, the possible au pair. And then I, you know that's the other side of it too, Barb. Sorry, I, I just wanted to mention yeah. this too because being an au pair for our family is kind of a visible job, right? Like Elena goes out in Charlotte, and people recognize her, and they're like, "Oh, you're a Lorenz au pair." Mm-hmm. And some people don't want to sign up for that either. But if you live with us. You have to know that our lives are lived out on the radio and pretty authentically, you know? Yeah. I will say this. Okay, so it's really interesting because, I mean, I have a little bit of that, a touch of that, and that's a lot. I it's mean, a lot it's, to put on it's somebody, It's real too. weird how you think, oh, it would be cool if somebody recognizes me when I'm out or something, but you're not always on your best behavior when you're out right? Or looking your best or in the best mood or whatever it is. And it's, I think it can be a lot. And Mm -hmm. if you're, if she's not, you know, originally, if she's not already geared that way, it would be too much. Yeah. So, and did you tell her this? Does she know? She knows I'm on the radio and she and Elena are like, they have spoken multiple times, even before. What's Elena's take? So Elena obviously doesn't know this person other than the conversations that she's had with them. So she's just, you know, trying to give me the best information too. And I'm like, I just want to know what your gut says. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a big like gut Do you person. have that? Like, do you, are you very intuitive? Mm-hmm, pretty much. See me too. Very. Yeah. Let her call me. <laughs> <laughs> I can read. I mean, it's really strange. I mean, Meg will tell you, my daughter, I, I can, I don't, it's not like I sum somebody up, but there are basic characteristics that people have. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, eh, see a little bit of this or see a little bit of that. Do you have that kind of intuition? I do. And I got a good vibe after talking to her. But again, you know, then it makes me go back to like almost second guess myself and go, well, will she fit in with her family? Like what was, I am typically like, I'll get a feeling, but then if I've got something lingering, I need to figure that out before I fully dive in on this side. And I, not to say whatever it is has to be a negative thing but I need to figure out like what the thing was here to make her go into rematch to make me fully go all right let's go what did you did you ask her I mean can you not just be like you know no, what no I mean so we know what's in the paperwork you know what I mean no, and but I don't I mean, want to get into her situation no, or anything like that of course no but, but I mean don't you feel like I feel like that's something that's worth a conversation with her oh we spoke about it 
But the, the, the situations that were in her paperwork to me seemed so minute that like, I would oh, really? never go into rematch over those. And I was like, yeah, like maybe they're mistakes on either party's, you know, behalf. Whose, whose choice was it to go into I rematch? I think it was mutual. I think it was mutual. Mm. I think this person was looking more for a family environment and it was probably a little bit more of a cold, like employee, right, right, know, right. boss okay. kind of environment. Yeah. And that's well, she not wouldn't what they have were that with for. you at all. You know what I mean? No. Like you're not that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would, I mean, I feel like, you know, I sort of agree with you the, the whole, this is a, this is a home run and I'm definitely going to get her versus, Hey, this might work out. Mm-hmm. I would, I would be very anxious to wait. How long do you have to wait until the Brazil girl? Like, how long until she's a possibility? See, and that's the thing. It's like, we don't even know. So, for me, I'm like, you know, it could be tomorrow or it could be, like, two weeks from now. And I I just can't wait that long to make a decision. Yeah. But you know me, and I am so loyal to a fault. (laughs) Right? And this is my fault. Yeah. Because I feel like... I promised something to someone because I right. I asked her to be my all pair right. in in Brazil, and she can't get here. But then I'm like, I want to help and help and help. I mean, I get that, but at some point you've got to say, okay, to what detriment to my own family am I doing right. that? Right. And I feel like you're at that place. I am. There's a threshold where you just have to say, I've done all I can mm-hmm. without, you know. I mean, you're now it's affecting my husband and me and even your children because you're going to be exhausted. Yeah. So, yeah, I would for sure, I'd say bring the other girl in. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) because I have to make a decision in, like, the next 72 hours. Oh, my gosh. What's something else? Tell me something else somebody asked. They were asking about Elena and if we were sad to see her go on her trip and how I'm doing emotionally because, you know, Elena and I are, like, codependent at this point. (laughs) Um, (laughs) In such a good way. In such a good way. Like, she's, like my daughter or my best friend or, you know, yeah, a sister sure. kind of situation for me. So is it hard? The hardest thing for me right now is the kid management right. and working a 40 well, hour that's job. that's keeping you so busy that I think you're not focused on the emotion of the fact that she is actually leaving. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. So you, you think 40 hour job, kids, podcast, blog, blog, Husband. Husband. Right? And I've then had, home management, like, and then anything else you do externally outside of the actual station, which is a lot right. more than people would think. Uh, I'm supposed to go on vacation next week, and by vacation, I just mean staying home and taking care of the kids. So I have about <laughs> oh. 80 commercials that I have to cut between now and Friday. So that's a whole nother workload. And it's just 80, 80 commercials for two weeks. That so I'm, how that long I'm gone. does that take you? Like, how long? What are we looking at time-wise? It'll take me until Friday deadline <laughs> like every day all day if like, I'm if I'm just like sitting down and squeezing one in here and yeah. then going to put Jackson down and then when he's down for a nap maybe I bang out five more it, it's gonna be like that kind of a workload for me but you know stay-at-home moms who have like a side hustle or whatever yes. they know the struggle too absolutely you just it's, fit it in where you, you can you do what you have to do exactly yeah. but then you're too exhausted to even enjoy vacation like for me, getting ready to go on vacation is, I almost think it's not worth it. I'll just <laughs> stay home, forget it. So a lot of people were asking me about the dating life. I got that question over and oh, over yeah. and so over. So what, what is happening? Don't want to talk about it. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. You know, okay, so let me, okay, how long do we have? Uh, probably at five minutes. Okay, this is good because that won't, that won't be a too intense conversation. So what's the deal with men? So, okay. 
when you, if you're meeting. That's what you think you can sum up in five I mean, minutes? You know what I'm saying, though? I mean, really. And, yeah, we need to have this, I guess. But I'm just putting this out there. So you you talk to this guy on a dating app, and his first com- piece of conversation is, wow, you're sexy. Mm-hmm. Is that normal, Lorraine? I mean, see, here's the thing. I don't know. I don't know either. I've been out of the dating world for 15 years. Well, would somebody have said that to you a long time ago? I think that's inappropriate. Is, am I weird? We didn't have text messages, DMs, any of that 15 years ago when I was dating. So Dallas and I used to email back and forth while we were at work. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Somewhere in this office, I have a book like printed out of all of our emails back and forth because I, th- I, I thought it was cute and I wanted to get it bound oh, and like make it a book, yeah. a coffee table book. But, you know, our conversations weren't like he didn't, his opening line wasn't, wow, you're sexy. I think that's like, I just think it's wildly inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, is this all the, I mean, are they only thinking about, I, I don't, it scares me. Is that ridiculous? No, it's not ridiculous. I would be terrified to date again. No offense. Um, well, none taken. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what would be an appropriate opening line for you? I mean, like, hi, I'm David. <laughs> honestly, we need to do a role play one day on our on our Instagram. But honestly, like, would you give David a second chance because he was boring? They're all boring. Would you rather be boring or? Bo- but okay, so you there's you cannot you can do you zero sexy? to a hundred. Like, there's that's two different animals completely, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I just feel like like why are you even talking to me? Or like you know you look you're gorgeous and they're just blowing smoke you know they are and you they're look saying like it to 16 other death, people too. yes and uh, like you know nobody says like what's your favorite color or <laughs> you know what I mean yeah but is that deeper conversation like I don't ask my au pairs that on their first okay so what about either. like you don't know my last name but you'll be you're willing to tell me I'm sexy that's weird Sarah in the live so chat she good. says every guy on apps are like this I hate online dating oh I feel your pain okay thank you Thank you. So, I mean, and, and then somebody has said to me, well, what's, what do you want them to say? And I'm like, I don't know. Something like normal, something normal. What's normal? Th- well, that's why I was asking you, like, is, hi, I'm David. Okay. Is an opening line. I think I would prefer that than, you know, hey, you're hot. Like, that's weird. And I, you know how I am about somebody saying you're hot. I hate that. <laughs> it's so weird. Like, that's just, I don't know. I just think it's really, really weird. The whole thing is weird, but Men are just, I think they might be stupid. Like, I've known that they're different than us, but I'm like, do you not know how to communicate? Like, mm-hmm. it just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. So, I'm very, I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of worn with it. So, will you continue to online date? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, like. Barb's like, what else am I going to well, do, Well, I mean, Lauren? you know, I don't, I know. Yeah, like, I don't go to clubs and I'm not. But you're right, but people don't even meet that way anymore. So, like, that's why. What's the one that tells you Bumble, I think, if you're, like, in the vicinity of people? Like, people can't even take a shot anymore. Okay, so that gives me the creeps. If people come, somebody to comes up to you? think, like, they're in the vicinity. Watching you? That's weird. <laughs> like, that's just weird to me. I mean, and Shelby's not out of the picture either. We're, oh, yeah, okay. So we're still kind of thinking maybe whatever. But it's just a weird, I'm just having a big adjustment period with it. And it's, it's not, I guess, exactly how I thought it would be. I thought it would be, you know, you you have a phone conversation and then, you know, and I FaceTimed this one guy, okay? Like, that was really weird. <laughs> he kept making faces the whole time we were talking. 
it was <laughs> it was bizarre. So I'm just like, yeah, no, I don't think so. Yeah, so, you know, it, it, the online dating scene is, like, super, super strange. But, I mean, it, I guess if you want to date, that's what you have to do nowadays. I mean, yeah, you do. You, I mean, I guess you do have to. I mean, I hate to think that I have to, but I think I do. I think, I think that's, you know, what my options are. And, um, I, like I say, a good friend of mine met a really nice guy. I mean, they are super serious, and I'm thrilled for her because he's perfect for her. I just... Got to kiss a lot of frogs, I guess. I don't know. I'm just not... I'm exhausted. I mean, at age 50, you're tired. <laughs> I'm just tired. I don't know that I'm... I'm 37, and I'm oh, tired for different reasons, obviously. Well, yeah, but you know what? I mean... Oh, sure. You're at the best... <laughs> it keeps you entertained. I... Right now, Lorraine's son is pulling all of the petals off her roses, and she's so happy right now. Lorraine is happy because he's happy. <laughs> it's the simple things. Yeah, it is the simple things. So one last question before you go, because we yeah. do have to wrap it up. Would you ever consider using a matchmaker? I know they're expensive, but let's take money out of the situation. Would you ever consider letting somebody send you on a date? <sighs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're a lot of money. They're ridiculous mm -hmm. amount They're of like money. Like seven grand, it's ridiculous. I think more actually. The one that that I have a friend who used one who got it for oh, seven grand. So somebody reached out to me and she was like, "Oh, I'd love to," and I'm like, oh, "I'm sure he would." <laughs> Ten thousand dollars <laughs> later, I don't want to meet somebody that bad. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I would consider that. I mean, you know, I don't know. My daughter wants to do some kind of weird something like a bachelorette thing, I know, which I her think and is. I, we were we were chatting. No, the answer is that would be so awful anyway I don't know we'll just have to see okay I'll meander I don't know I may just be coming along with maybe I become your all pair and I just live with you in Dallas okay. <laughs> just hang out with you I'm like we'll go to you know lunch together we'll mm -hmm. do breakfast I'll bring my kids it'll be great I would love that but it is that time it is that time we've got to wrap it up because my little one needs a nap a nap strike is officially over Jackson I'm just letting you know he was really actually pretty good. No, he was. He really was. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Have on a great day. Our Instagram live. Make sure you're following us at Mommy Hoods Menopause Podcast and on our personal pages. I am at Southern Blonde Chic. And I am all of the F words, which I will be using all week as well. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Mommy Hood to Menopause podcast. If you like what you heard, we would love it if you would join us weekly. So go ahead and click that subscribe button. Thanks for listening.